Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is uh, Thursday, the 23rd of June. It's uh, coming up on 11 a.m. in the morning as we record here on the third day of summer. Always one of the sadder things to me about uh, about nature is that the weather gets good in this part of the world and instantly the days begin to get shorter. It's kind of morbid. It should be reversed, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, aside from the weather, there is big news. Uh, uh, the acquisition of uh, Cucho Hernandez a striker winger, more of a um, a finely tuned offensive player um, with a, a sturdy game um, and a classic South American uh, precise finisher. Uh, smart can also uh, uh, distribute the ball and uh, takes corners, as a matter of fact. And we'll see where that goes going forward. Cucho Hernandez, um, uh, I am... Uh, Mike A-Race, thanks for joining us. Uh, Kyle Robertson is here. Uh, it's a full crew with uh, Patrick, the podfather, Flaherty, and of course our fine crew beat writer, Jacob Myers. And we're going to start with Jacob's. Jacob, Jay, why don't you just take us through the, the nuts and bolts of, of what went down w- with uh, this um, much ballyhooed acquisition? So it was about late last week that it was reported that the crew were finalizing a deal with Cucha Hernandez and Watford. They had been working on that for some time, and he was in town before that, uh, getting his medical and physical. And, you know, at the, I believe it was on Friday, uh, the media couldn't park in kind of the first few spots at the Performance Center because the Haslam's were in town. So you knew something was going on. That really ruined your day, huh? Well, I was on vacation. You calling me ruined my day. (laughs) That's true. I was on a golf course when this was going down. That's why he's the best beat rider in the league, folks. He takes a vacation in the middle of the season. But anyway, (laughs) you called called your shot, though. You said it's going to happen. Oh, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't expect to be breaking the news on the 10th tee, but that's that's where we were. Anyway, uh, so I believe a few days after that then was able to confirm the deal was done. For a transfer fee of 10 to 10.5, I was told kind of around 10.3-ish, and then Fabrizio Romano reported 11. So that makes me believe there's probably a few stipulations in there based on performance and, and whatnot. But what what I was told, and I'll report this further, was the crew up their offer kind of toward the end, uh, which got the deal over the line a bit. But it's a record transfer fee. I expect given for that the, the crew, for yeah. the crew, yeah. yeah, and seventh, I believe, all yeah, time in, in in MLS. So, and what I believe, I'll, I believe he's going to be paid, if according to the transfer fee, somewhere around Lucas Celerion's salary of about three million, uh, three point one base salary. So he'll be one of the highest paid players in MLS as well, which is like almost triple, double or triple what he was making, right? Like, I don't know what he was making at Watford, but on top of that. He's a young designate, designated player for this year, so it's a lesser budget charge than even Jossie Zardes was on for this year before they traded him. 
and they amortize the transfer fee evenly over the next three years. So a fairly good bit of business, it sounds like there, and a player, a 23-year-old, as you said, Mike, who has kind of been on the up since he got to Europe. His best season was in the second division in Spain with Huesca, and they got promoted. And then he kind of bounced around on loan from Watford for a couple clubs, scored, I believe it was 11 goals in 79 games or something like that. And then Watford started only 11, but really came on and had three goals in five straight starts and then got hurt toward the end of the year. So you can make the argument that he would have scored more possibly, but a 23-year-old emerging into the Colombian national team as well. And, and I think, as you wrote in your column, Mike, and I'm sure we'll talk about a bit, a player that the crew could potentially resell yep. for, for more than they bought him for. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Kyle, it's not often that uh, an MLS team, well, it's never that an MLS team can poach a, a 23-year-old striker who seems to be on the come from from the premiership or oh. technically the championship as Watford was relegated, yeah. which is, was a contributing factor to why they sold him. Um, uh, you can only have 11, 11 non homegrown players on your roster in the championship league on game day, the new coach. And of course they were relegated. So they have a new coach. The, the old one got fired, uh, only wanted 11 non homegrown players on his roster and Cucho's uh, uh, the guy that that uh, given whatever new system he's going to put in, he, he felt was exp- well, he wanted a different kind of player. Hence, he was available. There was a, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a bidding war, but there was something akin to that. Um, good on Tim Bezpachenko for winning it. Um, but we're back to that. I think what what uh, some fans who don't know the international game want to know, Kyle, is is. How good is this guy? It should, it should, um, it should, it should uh, uh, take. Yeah, we should notice that he has scored against Real, yeah. uh, Real Madrid at at Real. Uh, he has scored against uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. He scored against Manchester yeah. City. Uh, I mean, we all love uh, Eric Hurtado, right. but he, he hasn't scored goals against the team. I. I how good how good could this guy be, Kyle? Well, I I think he could. I mean, it's you know in, they've they've never. MLS. I mean, they've never they've never signed a, a young DP to this type of money before. I mean, I think it'd probably be in the top. I don't even know if there is anyone who. You know, I think there might be a couple. I think Atlanta maybe one of the younger DPs that right. they have that. But I mean, it's it's up there. I mean, they usually. Well, here, here's I mean, a, I mean, it, here's the frame yeah, of reference yeah. I had in my column was. Um, Jermaine Defoe, right. who Bez yep. signed in Toronto, was um, until Cucho signed in Columbus. And Jermaine Defoe was right. a top level striker right. in the EPL. But he um, was kind of on the decline, or kind, he was, kind of. He, he, also, he was going down. You know. He also played yeah. a number of more years, right. and injuries were a problem. Right. It didn't work out well in Toronto. But um, they paid $10 million for him yeah. in 2015 or 2014 right. or whatever it was. 
Uh, I think he was 31 or 32 at the time, something like that. And um, that was the highest price that any MLS team had paid for a, a, an EPL yep. striker uh, or any any uh, player from the EPL until until uh, last week. Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's a great find. I mean, I think some of the names you, we we've kind of talked about on the show earlier. You know, I, I don't think. I wasn't that impressed with, um, but somebody like him, who's 23, who's, you know, heading into his prime has national team experience, has played in EPL. Um, you know, I think it's, I, I think it's the best outcome you could have asked for. Um, realistically. I mean, I mean, obviously if you bring in a Messi or somebody else like that, but I mean, I don't think, you know, I mean, Haslam's could have an extra 20 or 230 million if they've <laughs> use their money wisely. But I mean, oh, but I will say, I, I will say though, there is <laughs> a little fun bit. to say. I, I think he's the right person. They're looking for a young 23 year old neck who, tattoo. Yeah. Had a little, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Um, but I will say there is a little bit part of me. That's like, Hey, like the dude's only scored like six goal or 16 goals in the last four years. So, I mean, compared to Zardes is like 35. So, you know, there is that kind of right. And you're, and you're acknowledging too, yes. it's, it's apples and oranges yes. based I, on the leagues. Yes. Um, it's so that's what makes this tough. And right. let, let's all be honest, who among us has even watched one watt for game in the last, I don't know, two calendar years. I, I certainly haven't. So I haven't been watching Hot this father? guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's shaking his head. What, what do you say, Mike, when that had best color guy in the business for nothing? That's right. <laughs> so what I go off of is I've been reading and, and, and listening to the Watford reporters over there and, and just kind of trying to take the pulse as much as I can off of social media and this move. And it, it seems like they're not disappointed given the transfer fee for this guy. But from what I've been listening to from their reporters is this is a guy who Watford wouldn't have mind that they were in the system. I believe the plan was to loan him or to give him to uh, Udinese in, uh, sorry, Italy, which is also owned by the Watford owner. So that's one of the teams that the crew was competing with. Um, but this is a player who I think showed his his talent. And the, the phrase that I saw from uh, the Athletics Watford reporter was, at he wasn't always doing exceptional things. Right. But he was at times exceptional. So, I, you know, when you translate that over to MLS where the talent isn't as good yeah. and it's a very high attacking league and you have a guy like Lucas Eller around behind you, I think there's valid reasons yep. to be excited. Well, Kyle, you look at his six highlights that, you know, we can generally see six to ten. Yep. Um, the, the, the bicycle kick is... Yeah. is uh, because that's a, or the volley or against Southampton. Yeah, yeah and the, the volley yeah. out the outside of the foot inside the near post. That's and uh, you know the, the cutback with the one he had on the left side. Yeah, was I think that was this year that <laughs> from the top Aston of Aston Villa. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was so. Nice so yeah, they're, they're, that's enough to yeah. make a crew fan go like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, he can play at a different yeah. speed. I mean, it could be akin to uh, well, I you know what we're seeing in the NHL. I mean, right. there's there's guys what? that can play yeah. with uh, with right. less space at a higher rate of speed uh, with a greater uh, uh, computer, if you will. And, and he looks like uh, he may be well, wired thusly. The only other thing I will say is that worries me a little bit is your have, I mean, he's not your, your bigger striker. So, I mean, even like look at Diaz, who's kind of struggled with the, the constant fouls and that kind of stuff. So that's my other kind of concern. I mean, if you have two like concerns, an injury, yeah, like just 
I mean, you're going against center backs that are. I mean, I I get it. I he mean, looks pretty it. sturdy. He, he does. He's going against Premier League center backs. Yeah, I know. But just and so there's that yeah, too. Kyle. I would. Yeah. I'm not worried I, about that. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, again. I'm just saying if this is the if way you're, if you're looking at a couple of things you're saying so. like a, being a target striker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I see, I think in the modern game crossing yeah. is not the way to score goals. But so. the way the, I mean, the oh, way please. Porter. All right. We're, we're getting far with the like, wings. I mean, right, Kyle, you be quiet. Let's get back on the ball here. Jacob, where is he right now? I think he's great. <laughs> <laughs> where 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 physically is is Cucho Hernandez right now and what's going on going forward and when can crew fans see him? So he had a hamstring injury that sidelined him about five to six weeks toward the end of the year with Watford, came back for that final game, and then played a 45 with the Colombian national team and scored a goal. So what Caleb Porter was saying is he's completely healthy, which they were kind of surprised with, and you know they checked all that out in the medical. So it's expected. We were told maybe an introductory press conference Monday or Tuesday next week. Of course, they leave Tuesday for a game in Toronto on Wednesday. So that's the and and if he's not in Monday Tuesday maybe it's after that. Regardless, I expect I expect him to be in sometime next week. Then training with the team probably before that Philadelphia game, if not right after, before they go to Chicago on July 9th. So he'll be in town and training, if not with the team, certainly individually uh, before that Philadelphia game. It sounds like and should be ready to play against Chicago when the window opens. Now. This is for both you guys. We're going to kick this around a little bit. Um, Coach Caleb Porter has been clear since um, Jossie's artist was moved on to Colorado that uh, the missing piece here was was uh, a, stri- a competent striker. Uh, and competent being my word, uh, he used other words, um, some of them even disparaging, which he apologized yep. for. Um, but this is the one piece that he said he needs. And... Um, ascribed their struggles to missing this one piece. Now he has it. Um, there's 20 games remaining in the season. Uh, if all goes well, Cucho Hernandez will be here with 17 games remaining in the season, which is the second half of the season. And presently, uh, your Columbus crew uh, through 17 uh, has 17 points through 14 games. Um, they're 3-3-1 three, three and one at home. Um, and by the way, they're... Uh, 10, 7, and 3 all time in their new stadium, which isn't exactly. Uh, Charlotte's going to have a better home record before long. Uh, so they have lost or drawn as many gains as they won in the news. That's poor. Yeah, yeah that, that's very. So they have 14 points. They're in 11th place. Um, they're one, two, three, team, three teams removed from seventh place. There's an expansion team in seventh place, and Cincinnati's in eighth. Um, all around, not a good look for the crew right now. My question is, is it too late for Cucho to have an impact on this season? No, no, I don't think so. Because when he gets here, there'll be half a season left. And I mean, to draw the ultimate comparison, it was only a few years ago when Wayne Rooney got to D.C. and they were in last place and were hosting a playoff game. So that is certainly the upper echelon of possibilities. Yeah, we were at that playoff game. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think as we were talking before the show, Mike, even though the crew has at least a game or two in hand with some of these teams, they're eight points out of the top four right in the East, which would get them to to host a playoff game. Yeah. So that's that's still, you can make that up in, they have 20 games left, 17 when Cucho gets here, but it is a large gap, three points 
is not. They they can make yeah. the playoffs, but when you get a player like that, you expect to make a run. You can't just bow out in the first round. Again, I'm I'm not sanguine about their chances of hosting a, a playoff game. I say that because there's so many teams ahead of them. And so to put it simply, all right, tell me who among the top four you're going to catch. New York City, New York Red Bulls, Philadelphia, Orlando. Uh, this isn't just, yeah. all right, we're adding the best striker in the league, so now, now we'll be hosting a home playoff game. There's a long road ahead. And these other teams, they have coaches and players um, and good players, and they play hard and they're better at home than the crew is, and they're better on the, on the road than the crew is, depending on the team. It's, this isn't a given by any means. It's a huge addition. Um, the hope is that it is a revelation and that yeah. this team just catches fire like it hasn't had uh, for any long stretch, save for the fall and winter of uh, 2020 right. uh, and for a stint in Orlando earlier that season. Um, is it possible? Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm sitting back saying, okay, show me now you have your striker. So is Caleb in the hot seat then? I, I, I would think he has to be. I think uh, if this is what he said he needs and you give it to right. him for, for a record transferred fee for your team, uh, $10.5 million is a, is a big outlay. Uh, a three plus million dollar salary for a young DP is a, is a major outlay. Um, uh, credit to ownership for signing the check. Credit for uh, for what was a prolonged process of identifying any number of candidates, scouting them, and getting down the path of negotiating, um, and then finally landing on this guy. And they did probably as well as as, as they could do. So now, to me, yeah, it has to be on the coach because. Uh, he has exactly what he wants. And the other way to look at that, and, and Jacob, I'm, gonna, I'm curious for your thoughts as well as Kyle's on this, is that have we not heard that this is a playoff team for the last two years? Is it a talented enough team to be in the playoffs for the last two years? If it is, and I think it's fair to say that that's the way that management has built them as a playoff caliber team with playoff caliber talent, they missed the playoffs last year, and they're in 11th place right now. So if they are a playoff team without Cucho, do they automatically become a playoff team with Cucho? Well, I think they were. They should have been a playoff team before they had him, yeah. and I think there was enough talent. Yeah. So, again, we're, uh, we can talk about injuries and right. stuff, but we're, we Not are. this year. I we mean, are, they've been pretty healthy. Yeah. We are back to the coach again, okay? Um, this, what, team is, right. this team is un, right. underperformed right. according yes. to exactly yeah. what they've laid out for themselves. Yes. And objectively, I would even say last year with all the injuries, I don't see, I think you could objectively say they should have gotten at least two more points, which would have put them in the playoffs right. last year. With Even with all the injuries they had, I think the talent they had was probably capable for at least one more win instead of a draw right. or another two draws instead of two losses, right? And that would have put them in. So I, I think that's completely accurate. Now, watching these games, you do come away... And, and Jossie hasn't lit up anything since he's gone to Colorado too, is any of those three players, Eric Hurtado is playing well now, but I don't think you can look at the, any of these games this year and say, no, that the striker right. position is fine. It's been no. pretty clear. I feel like what they're missing is another guy who can create on his own. Okay. Well, I, I hope it unlocks everybody else. I mean, I think, yes. I mean, 
I think you'll have that, but I mean, you're still looking at people that they brought in who haven't quite lived up to the the billing or what they want. I mean, mm-hmm. Eric Cortada is your second leading goal scorer at three goals. Uh, no one besides Derek has more than one assist. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that they brought in even this off season or even the season before. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how Kevin Molina does mm-hmm. now that he's kind of back, you know, healthy and kind of see how he, but I mean, I hope it unlocks everybody else is what I'm, is what I'm looking forward to because I think they have the pieces is just if Caleb can kind of get them all to and we're, perform. We're, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about uh, formations and what they could look like with, with uh, Cucho Hernandez um, maybe back in their old one striker format. Uh, and we'll see Kyle. I'm yeah. sure you have some thoughts on that. I, I'm just, yeah. you know, I just want to conclude my uh, whiny rant with, uh, with, you know, if I'm a fan, I'm looking at Cincinnati is is above the crew in, in the standings. Charlotte's an expansion team. They're, they're above the crew in the standings. Again, this is a hyped crew team, um, uh, hyped by the team itself. Uh, and then, you know, if I'm a if I'm a old line crew fan, I, I'm looking at the other conference, and then I'm looking at Austin, which is a clearly better team than the crew right now by any measure. Um, you know, uh, they went to LAFC and got a victory. <sighs> that, that's what I mean. That, that, it's, so you're uh, saying it's coaching. I'm saying if I'm a crew fan, I have every right to be frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. uh I, I'd like to see, I, I haven't seen a lot of heart from this team, especially last year. Um, uh, yeah, I want, I mean, they're not, they're underperforming according to, exactly what they put forth as their, as their goals. This is a very aspirational signing. Um, it's going to mean something and be impactful for the team. I believe in, in years going forward. Um, uh, if I'm a crew fan, I'm worried that the season's already gotten away from them, but you get in the playoffs. They got to get into the top seven. Charlotte's sitting there in seventh place with 16 points. That's only three points ahead of the crew with uh, more than half a season to go. So, uh, I don't want to talk out of school here. Now, about the formations, Jacob, um, in that very bad home draw with Charlotte, um, which hasn't won a road game this year. They haven't lost, they haven't lost at home either, uh, by the way, I think. Um, but that's a bad draw at home uh, against Charlotte, especially as you're trying to uh, tread water uh, ahead of uh, a major signing. Um, uh, not tread water, but actually yeah. make up grounds and perform to the level you should. Now, he went with a 3-5-2, Caleb Porter did in that game, uh, to good effect at times. I don't, I don't want to uh, be overly critical of, of – uh, it, 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 to good effect for good reasons, and it, it by and large worked well. They didn't, they didn't get three points, which they should have. But that aside, what, now you put, uh, you put a, a, uh, a – what will be in this league a premier striker into the mix – does he go back to, to, to his favorite formation? How will this thing fit together? Assuming everyone's healthy, yeah, I think they do go back to the 4 2 3 one. When, now, when they did move to a 4 3 3, it was fairly effective yeah. at times, though I could see them doing that maybe more on the road to right. give you more stability in the midfield with if Artur's healthy, Nagby, and then either Aiden Morris or James Igbekeme. I would say Aiden yeah. Morris has kind of proven himself more. I love Aiden yeah. Morris. Yeah, I, I know the club likes him oh, too. I mean, every time they mention like players or young players up and coming along yeah. with saying, oh, we have Zellerion and, and Darlington Nagby, the next name mentioned is often Aiden Morris. What an engine. Oh. Oh. So 
but to your to your point, I think they go to a four two three one. I didn't mind the formation mm-hmm. they put uh, the last game. I thought they just put, <laughs> given how many people were out, the, their best team on the field and, and see what could work. But yeah, I, I, you got to put Lucas underneath Cucho, try to develop a combination between them. And then you're, you're, you could do a line yeah. of three up there, but your wingers, I think you go with your tried and true. Derek Gettien's played yeah. pretty well this year. Yeah, um, leads the, a team in assists. <laughs> and the right side, I think, is is a question yeah. mark. Um, but with Kevin Molino healthy, maybe you yeah. put him in there. So I, I I look at going Pedro Santos when he comes back from right. a hamstring yeah. injury. Let's let's talk about injuries because that's uh, it's been there's been a spate of late. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll find out today who is all available. But the one name we know will play this next game and wasn't able to play last game was Jonathan Mensa after he had a scary head, head injury on international duty with Ghana. Ooh. And it was said that he had stitches in his head and, and didn't practice for like 10 days. So that's why he wasn't able to play in the last game, but he's good now and was training at that open practice yep. that we were at Kyle this past week. So he should play, I would think Milos Deganek next to him. And then Steven Moreira, I like yeah. a lot. I, I think he and Pedro, when Pedro's healthy are two of the best uh, outside that, back yeah. combination in the league, truly. And then you go with Nagby and I like Aiden Morris yeah. uh, in the middle there as as long as our tour is coming back. I, I saw him after the open practice yeah. and he didn't have a boot on or anything now. He had kind of a yeah. sleeve over his, I want to say his right leg and his right calf there from an injury against Atlanta. So I expect he might miss another game here. And Lucas Elrion wasn't full training yet, so he might be out. But when healthy, he, I would say, Molino on the right, Etienne on the left, and then Cucho. Kyle, you want to weigh in? No, I think he's – he. I mean, I think the the only thing I would think is I don't know if Molina can go the whole 90. So I don't know if you bring him in, you know, in the second half or do you put James on the right? Or you or, have him start yeah. – by the time Cucho gets here, he might be 90 yeah. minutes fit. But if not – Maybe do a, a yeah. 60 to 75 yeah. and do a two strikers with yeah. Barry or Hurtado next to Cucho. There's I, a lot I of love, fun yeah. things to yeah. think about Or here. even do like the three up top and have Barry in the middle and Cucho and Zellerion on his on his. We see Will we see Zellerion next game or will they wait till midweek? I don't know yeah. if he's ready. Just given that like he... Given that yeah. he wasn't full training earlier this week, I don't think he'll yeah. play and, uh, full. He could come off the bench. Yeah. And one of the reasons I ask is because, uh, and, and Kyle, tell me what you think, but uh, Lucas has has, um, has played out of his comfort zone um, the way he's been moved around. Um, and uh, uh, to me, one of the most exciting aspects uh, of getting a, a player of, of – uh, Cucho Hernandez's caliber to play up top is uh, Zeller Ryan goes back to his natural 10. Yeah. And uh, creates the space that, that he needs. That, yeah. com- that combination, um, you know, you put it together with uh, whoever's on the wings, be it ATN and Yaboa. Right. And then when you talk about uh, Artur and Nagby in central midfield, that that's a, yeah. that's an MLS playoff team. You know, uh, that that is the core of an MLS playoff team. That's a, and, and to me, um, they they could have two of the most exciting offensive players in the league. And we're always talking about right. these teams out west with the you know we're, we're mentioning we can go down a list yeah. of guys, but like Zella Ryan in yeah. combination with 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 Hernandez yeah. is um, potentially very badass. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think, but if you're looking for the right person, you, you're, you're, I would think the crew would be looking for someone that would unlock Lucas's ability to, you know, either attack and, you know, get the goals that he does or, you know, to play the balls out to the wing. You know, I, I just feel like the, he's going to be less burden, I would say, or less on his shoulders that he can kind of go back to doing what he was doing, you know, kind of before, you know, but it'd be interesting to see who, does, who takes the free kicks too. Cause yeah, Kucher is supposed to be pretty good. Cutting yeah. the head off, off the snake yeah. here um, and going right after Lucas Ryan for the last year and a half. I, and I would say this year too, he's played objectively yeah. much better than yes. last year and the numbers really right. haven't been there. The last, but he's eight, been dinged up though. He keeps on, he has him. been it's for sure. Knee. The last eight games, he's had one assist, yeah. no goals. And he started in six of those games. Yeah. And I would say he's probably played pretty well. Yeah. Like his decision-making has been fantastic. Nice. Um, Terrific player. But, and to your point about someone who can un- unlock him, getting another yeah. guy who can kind of create for himself, Lucas is a guy who can find the final pass, but I would say he's more of a goal scorer than someone who like Pipa is right. the kind of assist yeah. machine um, as as a number ten. And getting another guy like Cucho who can kind of create on his own, maybe he can find Lucas yeah. and slip him in. Just an interesting thought. All right, you know who it, you know it kind of reminds me of. I mean, I, if people follow hockey, but it's like the Oilers. You got two premium guys up front in McDavid and. Similar goaltender situation there. Yeah. Oh, you left it out there. Uh, I had to tee you up. Mike Smith in that year for. uh, Yeah, they're about the same. Eli Room. Yeah, this there, man. Me personally, we'll just state that he saved the crew against uh, Atlanta. Like totally won the game for him, and then gave up a terrible goal against Charlotte. Well, the other goal. Did he get an assist on that Charlotte goal? He probably should have. Yeah. Uh, Hawking assist. It's possible the Charlotte goalie had a had a worse oh, game yeah. in room than <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to add, Randy? You have any questions? <laughs> yeah, we brought my lawyer today. Don't go anywhere without your lawyer. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to cover before uh, Patrick turns the lights out here? Uh, I, a lot of good content yeah. on what's upcoming for games. Um, uh, uh, they have RSL at RSL this weekend. Right. It's Late a good old night. 10 o'clock yeah. game. Yeah, I'm going ziplining during the day. There you so go. Looking forward to that. You, you going on vacation this week too? No, that's <laughs> in a month. I got another oh, one. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Hey, you got to use your days, Mike. Yeah. Before they take them from you. Mike just calls off. Go golfing. Uh, but they got RSL, then at Toronto in the midweek, and then home against Philadelphia Union. That that should be a big one Yeah. on 4th of July weekend. And uh, if all goes well, July 9th at Chicago it will be the debut of, of the newest. Ezra player. Hendrickson against the crew. Yeah. Ooh. No. Yeah, Cucho's first game should be at Chicago. And then his first home game, Hell is Real, on the 17th. Perfect well, time. It, it's, it's been a hard go. Uh, 40% of the regular season's been played. Uh, the crew has the seventh worst, worst record in the league, and they're 21st of 28 teams in Goals for fifth best in goals against. Kudos to them for that. 17 against. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, only four teams in the league have fewer wins at home. Um, you know, by most measures, this is a team that is uh, is once again middling. And uh, perhaps this spark will unlock what appears to be uh, a good depth, depth of talent, which should be a playoff team. Yeah. 
Welcome, Cucho Hernandez. Thank you for joining us here at the Speakeasy. Please uh, go to dispatch.com and check out all of Jacob's and Kyle's uh, excellent work, as well as uh, the Potfather's uh, various twistings on, on all the electronic things we post there at dispatch.com. The man is an artist, if not a gentleman. So that's it for today. We'll, we'll join you again soon, probably next week. Patrick, kick us out of here. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.